It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Friday, December 16th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. You and I, we pressed Brain's record gone. on the podcast that we just sat there looking at each other like a couple of soup heads. Cause we just <laughs> I just looked at you after a bit of silence and just was like, yep, brain's gone. Yeah. It's just, it's departed me. I have nothing else interesting or funny to say. I have nothing. That's, that's it. It's so funny because at this time on Fridays, this, this often happens, right? Because you're mentally, your body knows. You're like, you just kind of did the last final break of the day. And so it, it almost just, your brain just starts like fluttering away before, like, yeah, exactly. A long power down, just brain dead. You're like, yeah, here we go. But we did leave it all out there today. It was a hell of a fun show. We left it out in the field for you. Yeah, we just we got nothing here. Just yeah, nothing, that. nothing to share with you here. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, no. Um, Love you, though. Do I even tell you what's coming up today, or should we just should we just launch into it? I have this like permanent deer in headlights look <laughs> that I can't get rid of right now, dude. Just, just a couple of mushrooms. Uh-huh. Um, we will. We're gonna start the podcast. I'll say this: we'll start the podcast with one of the best calls slash voice, best slash worst call slash voicemails we have ever received on this show. Yeah, I will probably never forget this. Nope. And I doubt you will either, especially if you're a fella. I'm so sorry. Even if you're not. Never going to forget it. Let's go. What was nice about that is they thought I actually had an abdominal stab wound. V and S in 20 minutes or less. So we got a voice memo from friend of the show, Fraser Beckler. And uh, we missed this, but it's in response to when we talked about my friend who broke his pecker. Yeah, he broke his piss weasel. Broke his... Broke a smackle. Uh, if you missed that story, we can send you a, a link to the podcast where we chatted we'll catch about you it. Up. Basically, he was a little <laughs> excited in the morning, and he fell on his he fell straight on his ham candle. Okay, and and broke it. Anyway, uh, I'm just gonna launch right into this voice memo here. I was just listening to the radio, and you're talking about your ham candle injury story. I figured I'd pass on one of my own. I was really big into going into the gym, and I was doing a set of dumbbell flies. I was feeling pretty good and I was pumped up, a lot of energy, and as I stood up and I grabbed two 70-pound dumbbell weights, they kind of swung together and clinged right in front of me and caught the end of my my wang. No. Okay, continue on. Continue. This is not where it is. I just got weak. Uh, So 70 times 2 is 140 pounds of pressure. Oh. Just hitting it instantaneously. Thanks for the math. The pain of the impact on my ham candle, as we'll say, caused me to just collapse. So what they thought was I was having a heart attack. So (laughs) Lady came over with the AED. Uh, thinking that I'm having a heart attack, and of course I'm telling her, no, no, that's not the case. Oh my god! <laughs> he's like, he's got the defib, and he's like, no, ah, it's my, it's my grammars. No, not my no, heart. I know what to do with this thing. No, no, it's. <laughs> Maybe he's in so much pain he can't even vocalize that. Oh ah, no! It's my thunder stick. It's not. It's not my thing. Okay. So then oh. I basically crawl to the bathroom and check out, you know, what's going on, and I, I have to get stitches. And of oh. course, you know, there's a lot of blood flow in that area, so my car, by the time I've driven myself to the hospital, looks like there's a murder scene in it. Oh so, my god! You know, I get into the doctor's office, and the 
what was nice about that is they thought I actually had an abdominal stab wound amount of blood. So I got I just can't believe it. This keeps getting better. And by better, I mean so much worse. It's so awful. So first somebody thinks he has a heart attack, and now they think he has an abdominal <laughs> stab wound. Okay, sir. Got in right away. Oh, good. I explained that, no, it's actually just uh, a wang injury. <laughs> and sure enough, I had to get stitches in my ham candle, which now results in a crescent moon-style shape. Oh my god. Oh my god. That dare I whole say, story. Dare I say that's worse than the first penis injury story we told. I think it is. The guy who had to wear the sling. This is worse because people thought he was having a heart attack that well, he this was is, stabbed. Like my friend, it, it happened in the comfort of his own home at least. Yeah. Whereas this one, first of all, you're in you're in the gym and everybody, the one with the defib. No, no. Lay down. Lay down. I got you. <laughs> and then stitches. And then the. Uh, I didn't know that they could stitch that. Doctor thinks you have a stab wound in your abdomen. Blood all like, over the oh car. Oh my god! This poor guy. That's un. That's one it's of the just, wildest injury stories I've ever heard. No, this is just some, Fraser. I'm, was his name Fraser? Man, can we? We gotta like get that guy something or like the think, trauma he's been through. I think we need to bring him. Should we, can I get like a? Do you think I can get a penis trophy of some sort that we could present to these you people? Look being into like, it. You look into it. You look into it, and then we'll just like injure it somehow we'll, and present. Put it a to bandage him. on it and be like, "Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bandaged wang." First for annual Shauna Jefferson in, injured goblin finger award goes to Fraser. Oh my Here's god! I'm also guessing he didn't re-rack those weights. I don't <laughs> think those '70s got back on the rack. That's poor gym etiquette. Standing there with a defib. Where'd he go? I know. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Hey, good morning. I just wanted to share another story with regards to uh, bratwurst injury. Oh my! (laughs) Please. I don't. I don't know if I can handle another one. Am I going to have another award to give out here? Okay. Uh, Maybe it's about the two veg, not about the handle, though. Okay. Okay. Um. So a friend of mine was at a hockey game. And of course, he was playing the hockey. And he got a puck right to his cup. And the cup wasn't quite placed correctly. Oh, no. So it sniffed one of his bags. <gasps> and I believe he lost that egg. What? Yep. Dear. So now he's a 1A kind of guy. These are just such God. horrible stories. Like, I don't even want to know that this can happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the good news is, like, they're all freak injuries, right? So it's like anything else. Like, it, it can happen, but... Ugh. The cup almost worked against him there. This oh, is like one of those instances man. you hear about like, where the seatbelt actually killed them, you know? Yeah. Yep. 100%. Well, it's one of those when they say, like, you put a wrist guard on and then you break your arm instead. Like, it's... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even really know what that means. I don't but... either. And I, I didn't want to think about it too hard because, again, it's just a, yeah. What? Wow. Oh, man. I, I like, assumed it was this dream, but. Yeah. This has been. Um... I don't have my own bait and tackle and I, even I'm hurting. So I can't <laughs> imagine what guys are thinking when they hear these things. All I see is this is just a small bit of labor that guys will never go through. Yeah, that's true. I don't mind it so that's, much. That's true. God. <laughs> Women's genitals do get mangled on the regular if you it have kids, true. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, what's your name? Kathy. 
happen. Well, if you do mangle your genitals, um, and it happens in a Shane home, paired home, your neighbors won't even hear you scream. That's... Do that soundproofing, Shauna. You know, this, of, of all the transitions, like, I don't know how I feel about this one. This but was a tough one. It's... This was a real tough one, I'll be honest with you. It's the visual of, oh, God, okay, anyway. Moving sooner to one of Shane Holmes' quicker possession duplexes, starting from the 490s, these 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. And mail your tunnels. DNS in 20 minutes or less. It looks like work from home is ending for many public sector employees. Right, yes. The Treasury Board announced yesterday that uh, as of March 31st, federal employees will be required to spend two to three days in the office per week, 40 to 60% of their their work schedule in the office. And uh, needless to say, this is going to create a bit of a commotion, I think, amongst those workers. Yes. Um. I'm guessing that they won't receive a ton of sympathy from anybody who's been at work all along. Yeah, and it... I know, I struggle. Like, I get it. But on the other hand, you used to work from the office, so... Yeah, I mean, I I totally understand the attraction of working from home for some people. Mm-hmm. And I understand the frustration that this is kind of like a one-size-fits-all solution. It's like a, a blanket policy, yeah. as opposed to allowing each department to decide how productive they are right. working from home. Because for some jobs, I totally see why you wouldn't need to be in an office. It, it is be true. unnecessary. Yeah. There's, you know, if you don't deal with the public, if you don't regularly have meetings, yep. why there would be no reason for you to be there. It's true. But like you said... Like it used to be a thing. It used so. to be at work. So then, then there's a good argument to be made for the savings that, you know, the, the we, we as the taxpayers could have not staffing these buildings, not heating them, not, you know, right. yep. having two of all of this equipment that these employees will need. So totally. I get that. Um, if you want, <laughs> if you want to remain sympathetic to these people, do not read the way that they're reacting to it online because it's not good. There was a national post reporter who was sharing the reaction he was seeing on some government worker forums. And people were talking about returning to quote unquote, scary environments. People were le- legitimately sick to their stomachs. Oh, and I'm like, you're, you're not getting sent into, clean up after Chernobyl, you're yeah, going no. back to the office that you initially agreed to work at. And like, I get it if you signed your contract and part, it was like working from home. If, you're, if your contract said work from home and then now they're like, no, no, like now you have to go you? in the office, then I, I get that. But uh, I think this was always a temporary measure though. And that's just what I mean. Like for those who signed their contracts and they used to go to work and now they don't, I, uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, now that government workers will be heading back. I wonder if the private sector will follow, but it seems like for, for many people, work from home is coming to an end. Yeah. Shauna, would you would you be willing to eulogize this period of working from home that we had? Y- yes. You say a few words? For sure. We are gathered here today to remember working from home. Workers globally are now being forced back into their work prisons after being able to comfortably work from home for oh so long. Can no longer wear PJs to work and no longer have access to our own kitchens for snacks. We now actually have to leave our houses again. Get into those cold metal death traps known as cars. Employees are being dragged, kicking and screaming back into their square padded jail cells known as cubicles. More like Cuba cells. Am I right? And the work from home life will forever be missed. Although it's for a lot of them only part-time back in the office so you're still half working from home so it's, anyway you can still be kind of comfy half the time anyway two to three days a week bare asses to asses <laughs> free breasts to breasts 
Eckler, do you have a musical tribute for us? I do, just a quick right. one. Thought this was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Hi ho, hi ho, it's home from work we go. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Have we talked about the goat of Christmas carols yet? The greatest Christmas carol of all time? Because we, def- we definitely talked about the ones we hate the most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I the, was the goat. The goat. The best Christmas Carol. I don't yeah. think we have. I looked into it to see if maybe it's in the history of things we've done that we've said. No, Nothing. I don't. I don't see it. So. Okay. Well, I mean, I have my answer right away, but I want to hear what you think. Okay. Well, there's a few that crossed my mind when I was thinking about this. Yeah. First of all, Jingle Bells. It's got to be Jingle Bells. You think it's Jingle Bells? Jingle Bells is such a monster, such a smash hit. That if you ask someone to start humming a tune outside of Christmas, it'll probably still be Jingle Bells. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So you think I have got a, actually jingle one bells of my is favorite a Jingle giant. Bells is this one right here. Jingle Bells to Jingle Bells. Oh, yeah. This is Bing. Bing and the Andersons. Anyways. Yeah. It's okay. A peppy little number. So, yes, that's what crossed my mind first. But then I was thinking, like, worldwide. Jingle Bells is pretty well known in North America, and I I know it probably is extending beyond that, but then you think about the ones that are more religious, right? Like Silent Night, for example. Like, this is a lot more traditional. Mm -hmm. It's one of the ones that's, I think, a lot older, right? Yeah. And it's a a hymn kind of. It's been translated to other languages. Yeah. So then I was like, would it be that? Oh, uh, yeah. Silent Night isn't a bad choice. And whenever we talk about these goat things, we, we try to look at it from a worldwide perspective and yes. not just through a Western lens. Yes. So, interesting. Now, if you Silent go Night. to the top selling single of all time when it comes to Christmas. Oh, that's Ben Crosby, isn't it? No. White Christmas? But this is I thought White Christmas was the best-selling single of all time, regardless of genre. Well, that's what I was getting to, because uh, this was North America. So that oh, was the best-selling okay. in North America, which also... Really? <laughs> <laughs> that is that is what we've chosen as our number one. But yes, if you extend beyond that to the number one single of all time, it is. It's Big Crow. White Christmas. So would this be the go? Oh, I love Just that one. Just like the one I used to know. That was pretty good. Thank actually. you. Yeah. I do a decent bing. It sounds like you kind of choked on a frog right at the end there, but I mean, outside of that, it's good. I think bing <laughs> choked on a frog, if we're being honest. But oh, And then when we say the best selling song of all, single of all time, we don't just mean Christmas music. It is the best selling single in. Like in music in general. So, so would you say, Bing? Man, maybe I jumped the gun saying Jingle Bells. That's what I was thinking. Because mm. I initially thought the same thing, and then I thought deeper into it. I thought real hard about that one. I sat in the corner and thought about it, and I went to Bing. You've made a strong, strong case for a few other songs here. Can Bing play us out? With every Christmas card wait, wait for the frog. In 20 minutes or less. Friend of the show, Dustin, sent me this video where a hockey mom had taken all the things that parents yelled during her kids' games and turned them into motivational posters. Oh, that's hilarious. And when I read the caption, my first thought was, oh, this is going to be awful because sometimes hockey parents can be just awful with those games. Yeah, totally. Uh, But it was basically like all of the standard hockey phrases that people yell during the games. Okay, yeah. Superimposed over inspirational photos. And you know what? If you really stretch your imagination, some of them could actually be applied to real life. Oh, for sure. Things like, go to the net, 
stick down, dump yeah. and chase, get it in deep. Yeah. So this might be really stupid, Shauna, but do you think you could deliver a short motivational speech based around one of these hockey phrases? I you think you could do that? Probably, yeah, like for imagine sure. Imagine you're speaking at a big conference or something. You're the you're the motivational speaker, and your theme is one of these. This, this kind of reminds me of your wedding. <laughs> when, when the priest was like, marriage is like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and I was dying because your wedding was in Saskatchewan, and he is a huge rider fan, and he basically analyzed marriage into like this this rider analogy. It You're going to hit some rough patches, like oh, the 95 riders in the, in the Labor Day Classic. At what point he said that? Like, marriage will go through some rough patches just like the riders are right now. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Yes. I mean, if you really, like I said, if you really stretch your imagination, this could be super stupid, but would you give it a try? Yes, for Which sure. one are you choosing? Go to go to the net. Okay, okay. go to the net. How does that apply? Life is like a game of hockey. Sometimes you just need to stand in front of the net of life and wait for Jesus to toss you the puck. Oh, it's religious. Tem- going with a youth pastor vibe, okay. for sure, yeah. <laughs> Temptation is the net minder, but remember, you've got a team of disciples behind you. Wow. Right. God is your captain, and he's there to assist you past the goalie of sin. I went full religious here, thinking youth pastor. Yeah, Stirring. Thank you. Stir- stirring, Sean. <laughs> Thank you, I thought so. Stirring. I'm going to give it a go, too, okay. if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, and I have selected dump and chase. Okay, great. Which is what my novice coach used to always... You know how old you are in novice hockey? You're like seven. Yeah. Our coach would yell, dump and chase, or you'll be sitting. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm seven. I'm threatening you. To- but, oh, that's good. Apply that to your life and you get this. Sometimes in life, you're going to have a plan that's not going to unfold the way you want it to. You know you need to get from here to there. You've sketched it all out, but life has other ideas. You might get halfway there and realize your path is blocked. And when you start feeling that pressure, dump and chase. I'll say it again. Dump and chase. Start chanting, dump and chase. It's okay to change your plans. Hammer it off the end boards, roll up your sleeves, and get to work. It may not be pretty. It may not be what you intended. But you can reach your goal all the same. Wow. Dump and then chase. (laughs) The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I would like to toss up a what are you grateful for, Shauna, if I could. What are you grateful for? I did something to my back in the gym last week. I heard it. I'm not the most flexible guy. And anytime I try to, like do any of these compound lifts with a lot of weight on it, I often end up hurting my lower back. So I did that. And I've been in constant pain since then. Yeah. It's been like a full week. And like when you're in pain like that, it really makes you appreciate the times that you're not in pain. Totally. Which for me is usually, I'm lucky that I'm usually not in pain, but people who deal with chronic pain, I don't know how they do it. Like if just like just life always hurt. And there are lots of people that have chronic pain. It's awful. I can't imagine. Like it's exhausting being in pain. Like yep. even just this back injury. Like I've been I haven't really been doing much at the gym for the last week. I've just been moving around like an old man. Every time I get up, like even breathing kind of hurts. And yeah. it's like some people deal with this kind of pain forever. Yep. And I understand why people get hooked on painkillers and that because 
just like it is it just wears you down it totally it? does it wears you this is mentally only been a and week. physically like yeah yeah i remember yeah even after like my knee surgery for mm-hmm. example we've talked about that before how your body seems to just work overtime because it's healing itself yes and you are just exhausted in every way saps your energy from everywhere Everything. else just like, like you're just like i it's all focusing on that and then you just you have no energy yeah that it kind of reminds me of if you if you have a cold and you have like blocked sinuses and you can't breathe properly mm. you're like i took for granted all the times i could breathe properly it's true. Yeah, i really miss the times when i could breathe out of both nostrils i'm no, i'm not going to take that for granted next time it's very time. true especially if it's a man cold holy <laughs> crap like the amount of energy and stuff that that cold zaps from man is ah, crazy. disrespect what are you grateful for shauna <laughs> let's move on what are you grateful for um this is just a really simple one and going the opposite direction but the fact that office parties are back like office gatherings and that kind of thing so many of my friends have been attending whether it's a christmas party or a holiday party or just around this time there's there's opportunities mm-hmm. to get people together and i know a lot of them have appreciated it a lot especially after not being able to see your coworkers for a long time like not being able to communicate with them really at all mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun because you see all these people and they're like yeah like we got to actually see these people we haven't seen in so long and meld back together and it's a sense of community that i think a lot of people lost for sure and for, for so many time. people like that is kind of the, the social side too right if you especially if you've moved here from somewhere else you don't really know anybody yeah and i think to... people underestimate the sanity that comes with being able to at certain points be with co-workers outside of the work environment you know yeah in a more casual setting like that for the longest time it was all the work and none of the fun stuff that comes along with it exactly it's the same as it was for kids in school right they didn't yeah. get to do any of the extracurriculars any of the, it was just the school part and none of the fun stuff yeah so yeah. That is nice that that's all back. So seeing everybody being able to gather like that once again, it's lovely. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. So we were asked about the etymology of the whole nine yards, saying you're going the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. which means going all the way, essentially, right? Is that how you define that? Yeah. And the person who who submitted this request had a definition that they wasn't they weren't sure was correct or not yes which happens a lot there's a lot of folk etymology that's what i've discovered since doing this segment is that there is a heck of a lot of different ideas as to where things come from and that are not incorrect that are that are wrong and are flat out discovered to be wrong some of the other ones though um it's just kind of your best guess because some of these phrases get lost and people don't actually know where they came from you could almost do an entire series on false etymologies you could you know like the rule of thumb thing that we all heard from boondock saints yeah or you know fornication under the king all these different ones right yeah and a lot of these etymologies that i do there will be some folk ones that come along and i have to like wipe those away and yeah. go deep dig deeper and find out dispel them dispel them uh this one is tough because there isn't necessarily a proven origin of it okay so there are just a lot of theories um but the most prevalent theory is what this gentleman asked about so during the second world war uh gunners had an ammunition belt that was 27 feet long or nine feet mm-hmm to nine yards nine yards rather yeah. so to use the whole belt on an enemy was to go the whole nine yards because uh, use the entire 27 feet of ammunition so you're just letting loose you're just <laughs> letting loose and going the whole nine huh. yards um there's an it was also discovered that it was used in nasa it's part of nasa jargon and there was a guy who was like looking in and digging deeper deeper into the jargon of nasa and i guess giving them the whole nine yards at nasa means giving an item by item report on any project 
Okay. So some people are like, well, did it come from that? But NASA has very close ties to the military. So people mm-hmm. are saying if that was, in fact, something that NASA uses, which it is, it's probably from the military. And so many of NASA's early employees were former service people, right? Exactly. So, so yeah, it kind of still resorts back to our best guess, which is this ammunition belt that was nine yards long. It's a pretty cool definition. Yeah. I hope that's right. I do, too. Because it's quite a mental image, like imagining someone going through nine yards of an ammunition belt. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot more intense than you think. Super intense. The whole nine yards. You're like, oh, that sounds light and fluffy. And then you're like, oh. That's nine yards of ammunition. Oh, that's that's a lot. Etymology with Shauna. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Oh, so this is kind of funny. The other day in question period at the House of Commons, um... Jugmeet Singh, leader of the NDP, was talking about Prime Minister Trudeau's broken promises. Yeah. And uh, this is what he said, and this is what happened. Remember for Burnaby South. When I'm Prime Minister, I will keep my promises. Now, oh, dear. Another promise. Let me try again. He said, when I'm Prime Minister, and then everybody started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> that can't feel good. To be fair. <laughs> Him saying that, he's saying that with a lot of confidence, a lot of tongue in cheek and confidence for sure, because yeah. obviously he knows the chances are pretty slim. He's so. a real long shot. Good for him. Yeah. Like, hey, why not? So the uh, the Speaker of the House had to get everyone to settle down because this went on for a while, the laughing and stuff. And he, okay, I know everybody is excited and Christmas is coming. And it's what? A week and a half, two weeks away? My advent calendar says two days, but I think there's something went wrong there. Oh, he's got jokes too, oh, hey? Oh, yeah. But, uh, wait a minute. Just calm down. Everybody take a deep breath. The honorable member for, for uh, sorry, Burnaby South, from the top, please. And then he... Absolutely. He says it again. He says, when I'm prime minister, and everyone starts laughing all over again. Oh, man. We were talking about getting booed yesterday. Yeah. Because Elon Musk went up on stage at one of Dave Chappelle's shows and got booed for quite some time he did um what about just getting straight up laughed at yeah not a good feeling no no again though in this case like it's not so bad because you're saying something that he would have expected that people are going to react to that yeah there's no way he's saying when i'm prime minister thinking everybody's just going to sit there in silence after you say that like mm-hmm, yeah. yeah you're you're kind of looking for a reaction he at that totally point, you? and then yeah he, actually on the third time he tried saying it he got a bunch of applause from the ndp members there um but uh, it's. I was thinking, like, regardless of your your politics, it's too bad he is such a long shot to win. Because I think it would be better for all of us in this country if there were more legitimate contenders. It's if, true. I mean, there are really two parties that have a an, an actual shot of becoming the government. Yep. So Jugmeet and the NDP are forced to you know to prop up the Liberals if they want to have any power at all. I know the would more it, options would be better, wouldn't it? Like, for sure. If there were like five or six or yes. or more parties where you could vote a little more closer to you what you actually believe, yes. And if they all sh- sort of had a shot at winning, yeah. I don't think any of us want to see uh, Canada become like like the United States where there are only two parties. Well, right? and that's just it. And the the it seems if when there's more parties, the longer that happens, the more divided everybody becomes. Yep. Then you have to be extreme on either side and there's no moderate, right? Like yep. Yeah, it's not it's not great for politics, I don't think. So yeah, but, I, I mean, mean we're we're effectively there when the leader of the NDP says when I'm prime minister and the whole house is He's willing it to come. Okay. He's willing <laughs> he's it for himself. He's putting it into the universe so that ma- he can manifesting the it's prime ministership. The NS in 20 minutes or 
less. A friend of mine went for dinner in Montreal recently, and she's part of a big research project right now. And uh, she sat down at this restaurant, and the server said, oh, I hear you're researching blank. The server said that? The server said that to her. And she was absolutely stunned. And it was another one of those restaurants that knows everything about you if you dine there. Ah, where they Google, we were talking about that just recently. Yep. They'll Google you. The host or hostess will Google you. And we talked about this happening in, you know, big fancy restaurants in LA or New York or whatever. I didn't realize that in Canada we have these restaurants as well. I didn't either. No, it was a friend of mine who's a chef who told me about that. He said, because he went to a fancy restaurant in LA and they knew about him. Yes. And she said the same thing. And the thing she said is the information that they had, this research project, isn't easily Googleable either. So she was so like, they did some digging? They would have had to do like a deep dive to find out that information on her. And she that's why she was she was like, I was speechless. I didn't even know what to say. I was like, How did you know about that? It's like that is a bit creepy. Is there is there a line between like really good service and <laughs> A little too intrusive. Well, that's what I was kind of wondering. I was like, are they trying to out-impress each other on how much they find out about you? Because, like... The mater d's going through your garbage the night before your that's reservation? That's what I'm wondering. Like, they're hiring private investigators to, to follow you around the day before so they know exactly... Oh, I know what you ate yesterday. I noticed you have a bit of blood in your mucus. It's like, is, holy... Is everything okay? I know. Huh? Uh, yeah, you have this illness, like, before you even know about it? My God! <laughs> You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.